We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DTF Podcast. Hey, I got a bone to pick. <laughs> Guys, I am so fired up. Sleep deprived and all. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you probably cut off your hot dog. You don't need it on a fine. <laughs> another episode of the DTF Podcast here on the field of 68 Media Network. And guys, I have some breaking news here at 10.15 a.m. on the Friday morning. Do you got, Did you hear what happened, T.O.? No. Ben, did you hear what happened? Well, no. I, I might have. Uh, somebody tweeted it at 11.59 p.m. last yes, night. They were a whole minute early. The first one to report that this is March. It's here. It's here, fellas. It is here. We've waited for so long for it to get here. We have five more weeks of the college basketball season left, and these are the best five weeks that you're going to find all year long in any sport. And I'm not going to lie, boys. I am fired up. I am really, really fired up for this. T.O. Hey, did, actually, did Jeff do 11.59 just to beat Rothstein? Is that the only reason he did it? <laughs> can we please can we please start the month with a little bit of peace and not all-out conflict? <laughs> yes, that's why he did it. We all know that's why he did it. It's ridiculous, but let's just start the greatest month of the year. Do we have to have – I mean, holy smokes, can we just – you know, we can't. We can't have nice things. You, you all know the, coach, the coaching carousel is going to rev up and there's going to be, it's going to be chaotic and Goodman's going to be going at it with agents and it's going to be nutso. This is the most beautiful month of the entire year. I am so happy that it's here. This is the month where Fairleigh Dickinson and St. Peter's become a talking point at your dinner table. This is a month where you're going to be debating Zach Eady. For for how many straight nights? This is the month that we live for. There's nothing like it. The unpredictable becomes reality. The bid stealers come out of nowhere. If you've had a crappy season, wake up. Because guess what? When you woke up today, it doesn't really matter what your record is. When you get into your conference tournament, you have a brand new life. Try to savor it. Try to make the most of it like. Remember Oregon State a few years ago? And they ended up in the Elite Eight. Did anyone see that coming? Absolutely not. That's why March is unbelievable. A whole thought about a program, team, or coach could change in one night. Mm -hmm. And I will give you one more perfect example of that, right? St. Peter's. If you would have told them on February 20th, right? Two weeks before their season ended. When they were sitting there in 2012, uh, 2022 at 12 and 11 overall, yeah. 10 and 6 in the MAC, uh, and having just lost three out of four, that they were going to find a way to be able to not only finish at 14 and 6 in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference to finish three games out of first place as a two seed in that tournament, that really? they were going to reel off three straight wins. And I believe that was in the in, in Albany, right? In the Times Union Center up there. I yeah. might be making that up either way. And then get into the NCAA tournament uh, and Atlantic beat City. Number, Atlantic City and beat number two seed Kentucky and Oscar Sheebway, the national player of the year, and beat Murray State and beat Purdue, who had Zach Eady and Trevion Williams and Jaden Ivey, a top five pick on that roster, and get all the way to within one game of making the final four 
Nobody would have believed you. But the thing that's beautiful about this month is everybody has a shot. No matter how bad your season was, all you got to do is get hot for four straight games and you will have a chance to dance. Fanta, before we get into any of that, right, before we talk, I I have some questions about like March heroes I want to dive into here. Before we do that, we got to go ISO. We got to go one four low. I don't want any more ISO. Clear out. We got to clear out. I'm trying to play team ball. (laughs) Tio, you got 60 seconds. You have been the center of a firestorm. You were the uh the you were what spurred a Scott Van Pelt one big thing segment on Sports Center last week. It was you. It was all you. It wasn't Brad Vanell going on his rant or Jeff Cable going on. It was you. We're giving you all the credit in the world. This was you, T.O. I'm giving yeah. you the floor. Notice what yeah. conference both those coches are in. <laughs> what conference? Hey, what conference did T.O. playing? From now on, say Steve Forbes and stay Steve Forbes and Brad. Shout out to Steve Forbes too. Get yeah. Steve Forbes in there. <laughs> the reason being is because if we're going to argue and bitch and moan about strength of schedule, don't come at me with a three forty-five or whatever it is that Pitt has. <laughs> like, dude, say, dude, like let's. I'll let you see what you got to say. The single funniest thing about everything that's Hilarious. happening in this conversation about the net and the ACC and the Big 12 is that Jeff Capel, who scheduled like a Big 12 team and who beat right. all of those bad teams like a Big 12 team, still has a horrible net. Like, Jeff, let Forbes, let T.O., let SVP, let them fight your battles for you. You got to sit this one out, my guy. Leave it to the bald guys, the follically challenged. Not one of those guys you just mentioned has hair. That's important. Mm-hmm. It's not really important. But, hey, uh, I'm tired of fighting. I'm limping into March, boys. I'm fighting. I've got my cane, my knees bandaged up the whole nine. I got I got the whole wrap around my head. I've been through war <laughs> with this thing. Uh, I, 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 I'm just happy it came to attention of a lot of people because, hey, over the last few years, everybody's kind of confused of the seating and why this seed is going to that seed. We had two years ago, we had a great Final Four, Villanova, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Last year, it came, it caught up with us because the seating was bad. And I, I it was, it's because of the net. Let's let's just call it what it is. It's because of the net. I think it's one of the worst metrics yeah. to ever enter this stratosphere. And I, Whatever. It is what it is. We brought attention to it. People now know that, hey, the scheduling's crap. You beat those teams that you're favored by 20, by 100, and those things help. So uh, it, it is what it is. I don't want to debate anybody else. I'm done. I'm over. I'm tired. Uh, the, the bottom three of the ACC have to get better if you really want to take it seriously and be considered a, a serious conference again. Those bottom three have to be significant, significantly better. And then on top of that, like you have to uh, enter conference play at 500 or better, everybody in the league. You, you, That's you, what you it comes down to. Yeah, what it also comes down to is you can't lose to Missouri at home, all right? Hmm. And they, they don't have a single conference win. So, uh, Wyatt Bishop, I see you in the chat. Go Cats, baby! Hashtag BBN. We hear you. We know Big Blue, Big Blue Nation. This When the month turned, when the calendar turned the page, I would argue, Robert, there's not a single fan base that has a bigger march than Big Blue Nation because they could be in the Final Four, they could lose in the second round, and I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised by either. I'd probably be a little bit more surprised if they if they exit in the second round. But my point is, Big Blue Nation, you've been waiting a half decade for this. Now's your mm-hmm. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this, Fanta, because I, I, I want both of your opinions on this. Reed um, Shepard's awesome. Yeah, Reed Shepard is awesome. And we, <laughs> we'll have a conversation about him not starting here in a second. I, uh, Kyle Tucker, the athletic, had a, had a good story with some really interesting insight into this. But I do want to say, if you would have asked me a month ago, what's more likely, Kentucky losing in the second weekend? Or I'm sorry, Kentucky losing in the, uh, the second round or Kentucky making a Final Four? I would have said, Probably no shot they make a Final Four at this point, and I think there's a real shot that they don't even get to the second round. and They can get picked off in the first round of the tournament. And now, after like the last five games, and I, look, I know they had the the loss at LSU where they kind of gave away that lead, but um, I think that I am now at the point where I'd be significantly more surprised to see them lose in the first weekend and not get to the, to, to the Sweet 16 than I would them getting to the Final Four. I think they're like... I don't know if there are five teams that are more dangerous than them right now, T.O. I, I, the way that they've kind of figured things out on the defensive end, then they're not great, but I don't think they got to be great. I think they have to have 10-minute stretches where they are great because you're not going to be able to put up 95 with them every single night if they had 10 minutes where they can really, really get down and guard. 
It's going to be a real test of Ken Palm, Kenny Pom Pom, because what have we said over the last few years? You have to be top 35 in both offense and defense. They are number six in adjusted offense, and they are number 86 in defense. But there are stretches, gentlemen. There are stretches where they look like they could have the best defense in college basketball. There are mm-hmm. stretches when that happens. That is that is what is so, uh, if I'm a Kentucky fan, encouraging about going forward. But they just have guys, and they have one guy in particular. And we, we, we talked several times before this season, the guys, and we were like, man, he's talking a lot about Dillingham and Wagner and, and uh, all these other guys that he's bringing in. He hasn't even mentioned Reed Shepard. Hadn't even mentioned him. He's the biggest winner of that group. The more he plays, the better they are. And how he's not starting is beyond me. But that's neither here nor there. They figured something out uh, in in how they're going to win games. It's not who starts, it's who finishes. And Reed Shepard finishes. Go, Fanta, go! Go! Can we have some March fun to tip off the month? Because this is the perfect – you guys are the perfect pair to help but help me out here. Okay. If, you're, if you're watching in the fun. chat, if you're watching on X, I want you to comment your answer. I got some notes here. Oh uh, from from my research friends at Fox Sports. I, I think this is great. 15 of the last 22 national champions since 2001 were number one seeds. Two teams were number two seeds. 2016 Villanova, 2004 Connecticut. Three teams were number three seeds. 2011 UConn, 2006 Florida, 2003 Syracuse. There was one four seed and one seven seed. Can you name the four and the seven? Yes, I can. It's very easy for me to do. Tio, go ahead. Can you name them? That means UConn's got to be one of them. Not just one. Both. Yes. Yep. Both. That's t- why is that interesting to me? The the reason being is is that you know we're in for madness. We'll get it. We'll get plenty of it. Uh, but. You know, that's kind of where I push back a little bit on the metrics, on the metrics hatred, because I do think that the metrics are flawed. But talking with people around uh, Adam, good guess with Arizona, when we, uh, before the show ends, Adam, stay with us, Adam. I've got something, if you're an Arizona fan, you're going to love. You guys are going to love this. I did a little bit of homework in the overnight for this show today. Believe it or not, I was 15 minutes late. But I did my, my, my hair would suggest I was I was doing some homework. All right? Yeah, T.O., you wish. All right? I know. I know. I do wish. That's my whole point, Fanta. That's you my wish. whole point. But my wish. point, here's my point on this. Like, to me, I, I do think talking with conferences, conference people that present to the committee, so the, the committee has a call where they basically have each conference at the at the high major level, even the mid-major level, that could be each multi-bid league. Basically, it's Shark Tank. They, the conference presents to the selection committee, here are our teams that we believe should be under consideration for a bid. And the selection committee gives them an idea of what they think of those teams. They don't tell them definitively if they're in or out. But they, they give them an idea of what they should feel good about and what they should feel murky about. The point is, they don't they don't say, net is this, so therefore this is what we think. The net is a tool. It is one of the main tools. It is not the end-all, be-all to selecting a team. If it were, then Rutgers a couple of years ago with a net of 77 would have not gotten into the field. Yeah, from talking with the the bracket guys on our show, it seems like the net is used more as a where you get seated than it does yeah. where you where like whether or not you get into the actual field itself. Speaking of which, do we get a new bracket today? We will uh, at six thirty p.m. Show starts at five thirty. Who's um, on that show? We'll be here at six thirty on the fielding sixty eight. I actually don't even know who's on the show tonight. Um, oh, oh, we got a new host. We will have a new host on the show, uh, a young man by the name of Faxon Childress. It is uh, it is not Randolph Childress's adopted son. Um, it may be his uh, his cousin. He is not follically challenged like Randolph Childress. So He has an incredible head of hair. Yeah, he has an incredible head of hair. I've, I've seen the video. But, yeah, we got a new guy who is uh, T.O.'s guy, who T.O. has been trying to get me to to have host a show for probably two years now. And uh, a lot That's of pressure, good. Faxon. 
a lot of pressure facts. And T.O. is basically just say to you, you are the second coming of John Fanta. Wow, that's high level, one time. That's high level one praise. Time. <laughs> I did that's, say that. That's, that's high level. Why it's why it can I, can I, before we go, before we, we get off the Reed Shepard topic, I just want to try, bring up something because I didn't realize this until, I, like, I, I, like I said, I read Kyle Tucker's story in The Athletic today about uh, Reed Shepard. But um, when his father, Jeff, was after his junior year, he redshirted what would have been his senior year, Rick Pitino's last season, to be able to create more playing time for, I think it was Ron Mercer and Derek Anderson, who were lottery picks on that team. He redshirted what should have been his senior year, came back as a redshirt senior, as one of the leaders on the 1998 national title team under Tuppy Smith. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, that is that is the guy that is that has instilled all of the basketball values in Reed Shepard. So my guess is that Reed probably just does not give a damn whether or not he's in the starting lineup. And if Reed doesn't give a damn whether or not he's in the starting lineup, if he just wants to play, and look, he's been playing, yeah, he's been like playing 36 minutes. And you have a couple other guys where they really want to start. It means something to them. It might hurt relationships if they don't start. That's my guess. That is what John Calipari is doing. And I'm not exactly breaking news here, but I do think it is interesting to kind of see like I, I didn't know that i didn't i didn't know that jeff shepherd redshirted what would have been his senior year and then came back as a redshirt senior um to be able to create more wow. playing time for people that, that, that to me like and i'll tell you what man the more the more i, I watch Reed, never done that yeah the the more i watch reed like i don't know i i posed this question to you guys the other day on the show are there 15 players in college basketball better than reed shepherd no no am i no. am i overreacting he's an all-american he's an all-american might be third team but he's an All-American. And it's not just the the microwave scoring ability that he had at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 the feel for the game. He has an elite yep. level. He's a feel. point guard, man. Like, he he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not a combo. He's not an off guard. He's a point guard. He's going to be paid a ton of money. Yes. A ton of money. And not at Kentucky. Sorry, Kentucky fans. Now, having heard that about his dad, maybe he comes back. It would not be fiscally responsible for him to come back. Yeah. Son of Seal says, I hope Reed stays, but I have my doubts. Yeah, it would be tough. If you're gonna if you're in the top 10 of any draft, you need to take your ass home. Like yeah. go. The, the one thing that I will say is that Reed Shepard 
at Kentucky is probably the only player at the only school, like the only situation where you have a real chance to be able to make more money coming back in NIL than you would going pro as a top 10 pick. Like he, if they need to make like $8 million next year in NIL, I don't think that that's the craziest thing in the world that you get a Kentucky boy who is the son of two Kentucky legends to yeah. come back to Kentucky after putting on the kind of season that he had right here. Might as well be a racehorse. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he might as well be a racehorse. He might, he, he might make uh, two commas with uh, two digits in front next year if he decided to come back to school. I'm yes. only like half exaggerating. Could you imagine being 19 years old, walking around campus with $20 million in your pocket? I, no. I, I you couldn't imagine. tell me shit. You couldn't tell me shit anyway. T.O., T.O., I can't imagine right now walking around with $20,000 in my pocket. You would not be able to tell me a damn thing. No. Right? <laughs> you would not be able to tell me Fill my tank all thing. the way up to F. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's how you know he's a country boy. Yeah, we got money today, baby. Going all the way up. Full tank of gas. Yeah, that was Come the thing I was thinking about. <laughs> all right, here's That's a like question Hunter for Tyson. You. That's like Hunter Tyson is from Monroe, North wait, Carolina. Wait, can, sorry, I, go ahead. can I ask you two a question? I, I, I just, I just, we're for the fans today. Okay. And so right. this is the, I just think I want to hear Rob first. Besides Kentucky, and I think I think we might know the answer, but this March, remember in 2020, this question stems from 2020. Remember we were like, oh my God, so bad for Dayton, so bad for Seton Hall. You know, like they had these great teams. San Diego State, yeah. San Diego State. Now, almost like San Diego State got their redemption. Oh, we have a Friar fan here. Mm -hmm. um, Rob, this, this particular March, the fan base that you hope can can savor it. You know, this this March means the most for which fan base? I, I, look, to me, and this is kind of a, this might be a cop-out question, but to me, it's Purdue, right? Like this is, Zach Eady already has said that he's not coming back next year, right? Um, you have a, look, you, you've been saying this since day one, fan, a generational talent at the five. Um, you have a coach that has put together some unbelievable basketball teams the last six, seven years that has been there for 15 years. That is probably a national title or a final four away from getting recognized as like one of the best to ever do it in the big 10. Right. And I, I think, and, and look, those Purdue fans, they are, they're, they're into it. They love their program. They love their school. They are passionate. They're a little bit crazy. They're smart as hell, probably too smart for their own good. And I want it for them. I, I want to see them be able to have a chance to celebrate Matt Painter instead of having to throw out these obvious facts. Like, look at what he's done in the regular season when no one gives a damn about the regular season if you choke in March. So, um, to, like, that's – if I had to root for one fan base to be able to get a reward, I, I think yeah. Purdue fans – that. Not not just the fans. Like I want, I want it for Zach Eady too. I want it for Paint. Paint is an awesome dude. He's always been great with us. Um, Zach is one of like the most. I don't know if there's a guy in college basketball that is like a human being that is easier to root for than Zach Eady. So let's come on, man. Let's get it done. That's what do I want. For D, do it for DJ Bird. You know what I mean. <laughs> do it for Robbie Hummel. My man DJ. went through seventeen uh, surgeries just Robbie to be able to make sure to put Purdue on the map. Do it. Do it for DJ Bird. <laughs> You gotta remember you these know, other guys now, guys. You gotta remember these other guys. You know who it's not a, a guy who has a statue in front of Mackey. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Don't do anything. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I wanted to do, and and we couldn't pull it off, but I wanted to go get like a little uh, Robbie Hummel figurine and put that in front of Mackey, and then take a picture of it and say we found the Robbie Hummel statue. Right? Like yeah, a little made one out of paper mache. toy. <laughs> oh, that's paper, good. That's rich. Paper mache Hummel. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that would have been that's, that's rich. You know yeah. who I think it's a big march for? Because I'm looking at specific years, like you you just said it, with, with Purdue. Program has not been to the second weekend in 11 years. Coach has not been to the second weekend in 13 years. It's Shaka Smart and Marquette. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is a big one for them. If you're a Marquette fan, you've been waiting for this. You went through some dark years with Steve Wojciechowski. Mm -hmm. Last year, you thought you were going to go. You got picked off by Tom Izzo. 
Terrence has had Marquette, you know, he had him a bunch early. Yep. To, this, to, to me, this is not that Shaka can't get them back to this level. He's going to keep them as a, as a winner. But yep. this is a great opportunity for them. It is. They play more like an NBA team than anybody else in the Power Six. Wow. It's about to be the Power Five. I, I think so. They play more like an NBA team. Five out, good point guard, decision maker, shooters around a perimeter. Oso Wigadaro, like he's their version of uh, pick pick a passing point center. He's kind of where I'm at. He's with Draymond. It. Like he's he's. Uh, I hate comparing people to Draymond because Draymond is. Yeah, but it's the easiest. The it's the easiest fit because it's it's the basketball. Like, let's take away all of like the 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 personality quirks that maybe we don't like about Draymond Green when it comes to the basketball IQ and the switchability and the passing ability yes. and the the versatility defensively. Like Osa Wigadar is the closest thing to Draymond Green that I think we've seen since Draymond Green. Is that fair? Is that am I going too hard on that? He's taller. He's more athletic. <laughs> Draymond got into the perfect situation. Yeah, I think Oso needs to get in the perfect situation too to be able to make it work at that level. But I don't think exactly. it's crazy exactly. that he can get to that level. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. You have to. So much of the NBA is about opportunity. I'm going off on the on a tangent here, but like no, so much of the NBA is like fall, falling into the perfect thing. The smartest thing Draymond ever did was turn down more money elsewhere to stay with with Golden State. Sorry. Anyway, shout yeah. out. I'm Skyline. I agree with you. Robin mm-hmm. Terrence, I think, would agree. They said seeing Arizona making it to Phoenix would be magical for our fan base. I agree with that. Tommy Lloyd's got unfinished business in the tournament, folks. Yeah, but, I mean, Arizona's had some recent success. They've been to Elite Eights recently, and they've won a national title. Like, I Trust me, I I get what you're saying. I, no I just – Title? Yeah. They won a national title in a quarter century. No, I'm saying, yeah, they but they've won one. Right, they've won one where most people that are Arizona fans are going to have that memory of what it was. I you've remember won, Arizona winning a national title. You've won five. Your age, Rob. You've won five, yeah, Rob. Who won last year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you're sitting here. You're like trying to justify Zona. Don't get, get, come on now. Don't, here you don't, are on your high horse. Here you are on your high horse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the only person on this call right now that has ever been on a horse is uh, is sitting there follically challenged right now. All right. Um, I want to ask you guys about the John. Connection. Have you ever ridden a horse? I've ridden a horse. I have a That's picture. I've, I've actually ridden a, ridden a yeah. horse multiple times. So, um. I want to ask you guys about Dalton Connect and RJ Davis real quick. Let me get through the ads. Let me pay the bills, fellas. This is going to take a minute. If you need to get a cup of coffee, Fanta, if you need to go get a refill, T.O., go ahead and take your time right now. All right. How long is this? As you guys know, I will. Yeah, go get a refill. We've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks. We'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 as we are all here in the best month of the year. It's March Madness. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, Use the bonus code FIELD150 and you'll get $150 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that bet. You just got to download the app, use the code FIELD150, deposit $5, and make your first wager on any game, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome. Just use that bonus code FIELD150 and make sure you check back daily. We are going to have some fun stuff. We're going to have insurance tokens. We're going to have college hoops odds boosts. We're going to have parlay boosts. We're going to have some boosts on conference tournaments and things like that. So download the app, sign up today. And if you are going to download the BetMGM app, also go download Rhythm, R-I-T-H-M-M. It's the go-to mobile app for players, props, and game picks. It's backed by AI predictive models, and it helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports. The best part with college hoops, when there are as many as 150 games in a day, you're going to be able to get data back picks for every single one of those Division One games. You get free picks with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you that already use modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the app itself. If you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M. And the last one, we just re-upped our partnership with autograph and uh this is the first time that i'm actually saying this and and fanta um i think that you will appreciate this but uh part of i'm not going to go through the whole spiel right now you guys know what autograph it is it's a place where they're trying to disrupt how people consume uh media how you're able to get access to the best blogs the best 
stories, the best beat writers, the best podcast yeah. about your favorite team. And it's a really cool app. It works really well. I use it for all of the UConn content that I want to get. But here's the best part. We are partnering with them to donate a bunch of money to the V Foundation um, in honor of a former wow. teammate of mine named John Swartz, who passed away from cancer back in 2012. Uh, and every time you download the app and use the code F68 in the download, um, you will uh, they, they will deposit a dollar. And we're starting at a minimum. We haven't figured out exactly what the amount is going to end up being. But uh, if you download the autograph app and use the code F68, a uh, dollar will be donated to the V Foundation for Cancer Research. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that one because, um, one, yeah, one of my teammates, John Swartz, shout out to him. He was a he was a hell of a ball player, hell of a kid, even better singer. How about that, fan? He would have put more right. voice uh, to shame. All right, now that you know T.O. is back, you know what would have been right. epic is if is if is if you'd wrapped up and you and I both walked out of our respective rooms and then Terrence just sat down and we were still live. <laughs> and we're just gone. And it's all right. It's T.O. show by himself. Listen, guys, this is why the net is terrible. Ugh. Let me tell you a thing or two about the net. Let me teach you about metrics. Don't give me that kind of about don't Kenny that kind of don't, don't, don't evanmia.com. Don't you flirt with that kind of disaster. <laughs> evanmia.com. Someone I like Blake in the in on X Blake Diamond posts. Caleb versus RJ in the tournament. I, <laughs> give me that. And, and I'm going in the dirt is what he said. Hey, I told you this I told you guys this the other day. I think that the uh the most entertaining and intriguing oh and drama-filled Final Four that we could possibly get would be UConn and Purdue on one side and then Arizona and North Carolina on the other side, and I think it would be a beautiful disaster. All right, real quick, we're going to have three Mountain West teams in the Final Four. Well, yeah, I mean, I, of course I'm going to do that because the Mountain West always delivers. we got to talk about what happened on Tuesday night here, guys. We're going to do it. But first, R.J. Davis or Dalton Connects? you got to have one of those two dudes on your team in a game where nobody else is playing well, right? And they have to carry you in the last 15 minutes to a victory. Who is it? Is it Dalton Connect? Is it R.J. Davis? Or is it somebody else, T.O.? Who you got? Dude, Dalton Connect. Uh, and that's nothing against R.J. Davis. He's awesome. Dalton Connect. What he did against Auburn was laughably great. Laughably great. Yep. And he didn't have to play all that much defense. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, he went to Tennessee to play defense, and then he got to Tennessee, and they're like, hey, man, we need you to get 40. Don't worry about defense. We'll have four other guys that can play defense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what really happened. Uh, what he was doing, the shot making, the the, the different ways he was scoring, like, it, it's unbelievable. Like, he has kind of this weird, like, I don't know what it is. Like, the form of his actual jump shot is fine. It just looks a bit mechanical. Like, I can't figure out why I think it looks funny. I think it might be his load point. But, like, it's, it's I think it's the release point. Like, because he shoots it from, like, up here. It feels yeah. like a very old school, um, you know, when yeah. you watch Larry Bird, he gets it behind his head and kind of flicks it. Like, it feels like one of those kind of shots. It, re it, re like, it reminds me of a kid who was, like, 5'8 and then grew a foot. <laughs> well, you know what Dalton connected. Yeah, so, <laughs> like that's what happened. It was getting five eight and then grew a foot. Uh, dude, he, he just so like long and athletic. I love RJ. Don't get me wrong. I, I do think that you know the game flows so openly with RJ in North Carolina. Sometimes whenever they're playing it, with a little bit quicker pace, that he can find gaps because he's so uber quick and such a good shot maker. Dalton connects doing this at a snail's pace of play. That's right. Like, and he's still finding ways to score over Auburn. Who has defenders? Who mm -hmm. has defenders? Uh, I was talking to a couple of people who who were at the game. Um, and John and I have uh, votes for this certain award, the Naismith. And and he and I was talking, he has a vote too. I was like, he's pretty good. He goes, I, I think he has a real shot at winning national play of the year. I understand Zach Eady. He is, Dalton Connect is that good. He is that special. And to do that in the SEC every single night, I mean, he he's the best. He's he's the most talented player in college basketball is what they said. He's the best scorer in college basketball. Yeah. I don't think yes. I disagree with the most talent. I don't think I disagree with that. I mean, he had a six-game stretch this year, right, from January the 10th to January the 30th, where – he didn't score any less than 25 points in a game in the SEC. This is the Southeastern Conference. 
This isn't Tyler Thomas in the CAA, who's had a great year at Hofstra, but but this is the Dang, Dang. CAA just catching strays. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's Tyler Thomas. That is, hey, that's New Haven, Connecticut legend, Tyler Thomas. I'm not. That's Amity High School own. Tyler Thomas, put Terrence. some respect on the man's name. He's from the Nutmeg State, Fanta. I'm sorry, Fanta. Fanta, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. New Haven, no, New Haven, no. Connecticut, home of Tyler Thomas and mediocre pizza. No, uh, no, <laughs> far from it. No, no, no. I'm just saying this <laughs> level. This is the SEC. Show. This is a really, really hard level. And um, you know, 39 points. I mean, Auburn was supposed to be a top five defense in college basketball, and you put up 39 on them. Over the last 11 games, he has scored at least 25 points <laughs> in six of them. Yeah. In, in seven of them. This kid's unbelievable. I don't disagree with you. I think uh, National Player of the Year is getting closer than it's ever been. Yeah. And it's because, and it's because of a Northern Colorado transfer. That's crazy. It, yeah, it's wild. It was a was. non-qualifier. He, he averaged he averaged uh, nine points as a junior at Northern Colorado. It's not like this dude was awesome at the mid major ranks, and all of a sudden he showed up. He, he was he was good. He was a good player, and then he shows up here and he goes nuts. Um, to, he's I really almost, need a t shirt. Modern day Scotty Pippen. Did. What? Scotty what Pippen showed up that. as a manager at Central Arkansas or something like that. And then he grew from like. 5'10 to 6'8 or 6'7, whatever he's listed at now. And then as he matured and got older and got older, his body caught up, his game caught up, caught up, caught up, caught up. And then he was he was top, what, 12th pick in the draft back in whatever year? He's modern-dated, meaning he started at JUCO because he was small. He grew late. And then as he was in JUCO, he grew a little bit more. And they didn't really get much love in North Carolina, but he got better. And then he got a little bit bigger. He got a little bit stronger. And then, like, he's modern-dated. That's probably that's probably a reach, but you get my point. Like he grew late, he's very talented anyway, and then it's all just kind of meshed in perfectly with his current situation. Yep. Um, is he? The, does he have the best chance to Kemba this thing? Does he have the best chance to kind of put somebody on their back and average twenty four a game? Because to me, if you're gonna like do the whole I think him uh, and RJ, both good. Yeah, it's those two. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, I no, you know what? Um, I, I think Caleb Love can. Um, he, he can. He, he can has. Really, mm, he, he already has. has. Yeah. He can. Be, he can because he already has. Mm-hmm. Um, he can because he already has. I think Cam Jones can. I think Cam Jones, if Cole looks healthy, I think Cam, Cam Jones is is an elite shot maker. Um, he can do it as well. There's, you know, who else like? There's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of guys in that class. I. I. I Mark Sears could could go off for Alabama and get them to an elite eight, and I wouldn't be surprised. So the the only difference for me is I think that with with Dal- like with RJ, I feel like a lot of what he does kind of comes out of what North Carolina wants to do, right? He, it's I don't want to say it's a product of the the system because there's a lot of it where he just kind of goes, but um, it's they, a little they, they bit have more- that initial push. It's not the same as what North Carolina used to. It's not there. It's it's Hubert's yeah. team. Like Hubert's coached a hell of a year. By the way, yeah. oh, I was hard as hell on he's, Hubert last year. Hubert's coached his nuts off. Like yeah, he yeah, is he's been a terrific. He's got the like nothing else, man. It, it's it's really impressive. I think yeah. he's right there for national coach of the year if they win the ACC with Lamont Paris and yep, probably TJ Otzelberger and Danny. There's a lot of people in that mix this year. Um, I think RJ does a little bit more than the offense. I think Cam. Um, I mean, again, like Cam and Tyler, they, they kind of do what they do, and it's within the structure of what they they want to run. Uh, for me, with with Tennessee, go back and watch like the the last twelve minutes against Auburn. They're not fucking running anything. They're either putting Dalton Connect, giving him the ball, and letting him pick out who he wants to come to the ball screen for him, or they're running him off of a pin down. That's literally their entire offense. It's just let's find a way to get him the ball and let him go. And that, that's all they do. And down the stretch of games, it's all they do. And that's why I think they have a chance to win because it, it just it well, takes Rick Barnes out of the equation. Yes. Like you don't have to worry about other st- all this other stuff. It's just like, all right, we got this dude that can right now, today, in this moment, if you put him in an NBA game, go out there and get your 15 or 20, right? He's 23 years old. He's 6'6". He can dunk on you and he can hit a 30-foot step back over you. And they just give him the ball and they say, cook. Yeah. Kevin Durant offense. 
Yes. They just let him cook. That's why I think that he's the one that's most likely to do it because he could just, it, it's just him out there doing what he Real does. Real bad man. We're, we're going to talk about the Mountain West in here in one second. But I want you guys to both answer this question because we were texting about it on uh, on Tuesday night. And yeah, because he showed up on Sunday afternoon wearing a white suit. And because oh, him yeah. and Fanta are now best friends, they go to steak dinners together, they go to all of the private clubs in Manhattan together. Rick Patino, St. John. <laughs> Fanta and Patino go to clubs together? What clubs, yeah, Fanta? They do. They have clubs and together. St. John's is 17 and 12 right now. They have Georgetown and DePaul in their last two games. In all likelihood, they're going to end up as the sixth seed and get DePaul in the first round of the uh, the Big East tournament. That means if they win three straight, they can get to 20 wins. And if you have Rick Patino at 20 wins, they're probably getting in the tournament, right? T.O., is St. John's coming? Have they arrived? Are they here? The Johnnies? Hell, I don't know. Are they, John? Are they going to the tournament? Well, uh, so Big East stats, all right? Big East stat for you. Now, <clears throat> I know that, that Terrence's immediate argument, I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be, well, this, league, this version of the league's different. I don't disagree with you. Um, there has only ever been one team in the history of the Big East that has earned 20 wins and has missed the NCAA tournament. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's, John great. B- that's, that's a great stat. John Beeline, great. John Beeline in West Virginia. Missed the tournament. Wow. I never would have. You, you could have given me a million guesses. Yeah. I John, John Paquette special. Shout out John Paquette. We yeah, love John. Him. Yeah. Love John Paquette. We will John see Paquette. John Paquette. You know, that's the Big East tournament is what it is because of people like John, because it's really like it's fun to cover the event. We You get good. If you're a media member, you get treated very well. There's it's not a conference cool. tournament like it, guys. There's nothing like it. Hey, so, since, we're, since we're talking about it real quick, since we're talking about what makes the Big East tournament special, a quick rest in peace to to my guy Ronnie, the Manhattan fan. Um, anyone that has ever covered a game at the Big East tournament or in New York City or at the Garden at any point has ever done anything with the Mac knows exactly who Ronnie is, know exactly who I'm talking about. My guy Jaden Daly put together a very nice uh, remembrance of him, uh, but I did not realize that Ronnie had passed away. That is sad. Uh, I always enjoy like it, it was that's what you expected when you walked into the garden media room, right? You would walk in there, you would set up, you would see like the hot dogs that they had set up for you, you would get the, the the terrible coffee that they have set up there for you. And you'd walk in and Ronnie would come up and would start talking about Manhattan, Manhattan. Have you seen what Manhattan did this week? And, and uh, yeah, I uh, that sucks. R.I.P. Ronnie. Prayers to R.I.P. Uh, Ronnie Weintraub. Uh... Your family's in our prayers. Rest in peace, Ronnie. You you were you were the best of us. We're thinking of you. We're praying for your family. And uh, I know he's he'll be watching March Madness from upstairs. I know that much. Um, you know, St. John's. Um, I I think that they're going to have to win the Big East quarterfinal because to me, Probably, six yeah. six straight wins, six straight wins. But if four of them are against DePaul and Georgetown, you know, well, three of them are against DePaul and Georgetown. No, four. Four of them are against DePaul and Georgetown. What's it really mean? You know, to me, St. John's is going to have to win that quarterfinal, whether it's against Marquette or Creighton. Now, this is really weird, but Utah had a blowout win last night, and Utah is... They're a weird metrics team. Uh, they're up to 50 now. St. John's has that win on a neutral floor. Uh, the other thing is Villanova. Villanova in the net is 32, which is hard to believe. If Villanova hops into the top 30, St. John's swept Villanova. That would add another Q1 win. I'm saying resume. it's resume propping slash resume busting season. But to me, if they win, if they play like they've been playing, they're going to get to the Big East semis, which is something that they have not done since 2000. Think about that. It's basically, it's it's on their home court. It's at MSG. And they haven't even been able to back their way into the semifinals in a quarter century. What have they found lately? Two things. Number one, at long last, they're taking smarter shots. Danish Jenkins and Jordan Dingle are coexisting more. Dingle 
Dingle for the majority of the season has been a disappointment. He's yeah. he's figured some things out. The other one is Glenn Taylor. I think Rick has challenged Glenn Taylor, the Oregon State transfer, who's had a bit of a seesaw season himself. He's playing his best basketball right now. Had he can rebound the ball, he's a mismatch on the wing, and he can he can make shots as well from the perimeter. And it seems like Joel Soriano's back finding momentum again. 13 rebounds at Butler. They're going to win these last two games in the regular season. I think the committee will never admit this. But if St. John's is hovering around the last four in and first four out, the committee needs to make television dollars. And there would be nothing more theatrical than this Rick than Rick Patino rising from the ashes and having his team in Dayton as the last four in. But I do think they're gonna have to win a quarterfinal over a really over a really good team. They're gonna have to beat they're gonna have to earn it. They're not beating Georgetown and DePaul and then making the NCAA. No, they have to. I think you can make the semifinals. I think you're right that that game against Creighton, uh, presuming that it happens, that game against Creighton on Thursday, I believe that would be the 9.30 tip, right? Or the 7 o'clock? The late night game. The 9.30 tip in Madison Square Garden. The majority of simulations actually have them as the five, meaning, meaning, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't say it. I don't want you to jinx it. Don't say it. I don't yeah, want you to, to say it because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. We could get the ever rare 2.30 Thursday marquee time and UConn fans still in the building after their one game. St. John's and Seton Hall contest. Mm-hmm. And there's bad blood there. And that would that would be once, you know, 70% red and the other blue and some UConn blue that are trying to root on. They're going to root on the team from New Jersey. They're going to root on Seton Hall. Yep. So that that would be that would be really, really something. Tio, you got five more minutes or do you have to you have to jump off? I got five more minutes. All right, five more minutes. All right, real quick. Talk to me about the Mountain West, baby. The Mountain West on Tuesday night went absolutely ballistic. It was so much fun. I am telling you guys, if you're not watching Mountain West late it's night so games, fun. I don't know I'm what the fun. hell you're doing with your life, okay? Hey, if damn you were, the Pac-12 after dark. Mountain West. No, it's dark. Mountain West after Mountain dark. Man, West listen, after if you dark. are a college, if, if you're going to try to claim that you are a college basketball fan, and it is a Tuesday night at midnight on the East Coast, and you're not sitting here watch Utah State, make a 30-foot banked-in three to force overtime at Fresno, and then that same dude, Darius Brown, come down and knock down a three with 18 seconds left to win the game on the road to keep them in first place in the Mountain West. What are you doing with your life? If you're not staying up another 30 minutes to watch Nevada choke away a seven-point lead in the last 30 seconds, and then to see Jared Lucas, a 93% free throw shooter, miss three out of four to allow Isaiah Stevens have a chance to tie the game with 2.6 seconds left, and then come down and bank in a, a shot from beyond half court to win the game in Moby Arena. What are you doing with your life, T.O.? How are you not locked in on the Mountain West? You are not a college basketball fan if you're not staying up until 1 o'clock in the morning to watch Mountain West games Tuesdays and Wednesdays nights and Saturday nights and Friday nights. I love this league. It is so much fun. Hey, man, weird shit happens in Fort Collins. That's a fact. No, it's a, it's a fun league. It's a good league. Uh, it's competitive every night. In, you know, they've got three bottom feeders in that league. Outside of that, like every game on top of that is awesome. And I, I'll have the privilege. I will have called every team. Oh, oh, we're breaking news here. By the way, we're breaking news here. Are okay. we allowed to break this news yet? What news? Okay, we, we won't break the news yet. It's big news. Oh, we already talked about it. That I'll it be out there. Yeah. No, you haven't announced it yet. Go ahead. You haven't announced it? Go ahead. Floor is I don't know if I'm allowed to or not, but I'm going to. Nobody's telling me what to do, boys. Nobody tells me what to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm out in the Mountain West. 
Uh, hey, I'm out in the Mountain West. I'm at the Mountain West tournament. Let's go. Yeah, I fly out March time. 12th, my birthday, fly out March, and then I'm going to be working with the conference for the Mountain West Network and doing uh, – yeah. I'm going to do the opening day, the opening day, those three games on opening day, and then I'm going to do studio work for the entire rest of the tournament. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, Thomas Mack, it's going to be freaking sweet, sweet Mountain West. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to call everyone except for – in that top seven, except for San Diego State, and I'm on my way out there next week. I got Boise State at San Diego State at the Viejas. Excited about that contest. That's gonna. That's that might be for the championship. Yep, that might be for the regular season title because Boise State and Utah State are tied. And I, I don't think I, I, huge, uh, huge, huge, okay. huge. <laughs> <be> huge. Okay. <laughs> we are <laughs> this, this is the just the inkling of diving into that spectrum. Uh, <laughs> we're not. We're not doing it. It's not going to do. Tio, Tio, I did not know you were on that game, and I am. I'm so I'm on fired up, man. You're Trim doing Rush, what game? What game you on that game. You've got what game? Boise and Boise State at San Diego State. At oh, the unbelievable! You know and my it favorite. Might, it might my, be my for the entire thing. It's going to be for, for the regular season championship. For, for all for all the marbles. You know what my absolute favorite thing in college basketball is right now? That some dude from a little town in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee that now lives in the Start middle playing, of nowhere baby. in South Carolina that went to Clemson of all places, right, and then spent his entire professional career in Sweden. Is officially a Big East guy and a Mountain West guy. Let's go to yo huge Big East <laughs> guy, ma ma massive mid Midwest uh, Mountain West guy, massive Mountain West, huge Big East guy. You know, uh, to me in this league, every single week we talk about this league, and rightly so. The Mountain West has had an incredible season, and you said that they have a couple of teams at the bottom, but honestly, uh, they've mastered how to get to six bids because yeah. you're able to accumulate some wins there, but then you're able to have what they've had, which is unbelievable games night in and night out. The offense in this league is so well run. The coaching in this league is so well run. The individual players in this league. And how about the drama that Jared oh. Lucas half court shot is absolutely absurd for Nevada earlier yeah. this week. That, I woke up my house. Yeah. I woke up my house. Cause I, you know, we, we were on with that. We were on after dark that night, right, Fanna? We oh, no, it was me. It, it was me. Uh, it was me, Hansborough, and Randolph. It was me, Hansborough, and Randolph. And we fit, we're watching. I am watching the Utah State game on the Mountain West Network on my phone, right? And I'm watching it, and I'm sitting here, like, reacting to Darius Brown hitting the shots. And I turn it off, and there's, like, two minutes left in the Nevada game. I'm like, I might as well watch the end of this. Nevada's going to win it. And then I, when he hit the half-court shot, I was like, oh! My daughter's room is right above me. And my son, my the the office door was open, and my son oh, sleeps with the door open, and he was over there. My wife got mad at me, but like it was totally worth it, man. <laughs> it was totally worth it. To to me, we've talked about Colorado State quite a bit. We've talked about Utah State quite a bit. We've hit on San Diego State. I, I want to give Boise State their flowers. Mm -hmm. I think Coach Rice has done a fantastic job again. He has, man. Please jump in here, uh, if if because I I get I get harped on with this, but Tyson Degenhart. Dagenhart, yep. Dagenhart has had another terrific season. I love that he that he stayed the course with the program. Has just been, he's been fantastic, averaging seventeen and six per game. Chabuzo Agbo, mm -hmm. Chabuzo Abo. Also, I also watched awesome. some, I watched some highlights of him. I've watched some tape of him over the last twenty four hours just to check out more of his game. Guys, that that kid, that kid has taken his game to the next level and mm -hmm. he transferred in from texas tech to, he's, top, to he's a top State. 50 kid yeah and you could tell omar stanley a saint john's transfer talented player athlete athlete can mm -hmm. get up quickly he he helps their physicality as well they picked up some they did terrence some very nice high major portaling here over the last year or two of guys who were who were talented Mm -hmm. but didn't necessarily fully carve out a role slash might've had a coaching change in there too. That, that affects it, but, but you still got to identify. Yep. They didn't just identify guys that played for a program. They identified guys that were former highly touted recruits that have now come in here and found their role at Boise state. I, I think 
Like we have never talked about Boise State basketball year in and year out like this. This is mm-hmm. is this the greatest consistency that Boise State's ever had under Coach Rice? Yeah, he's been he's been he's been great for a long time. Another thing too, I had to so in hindsight, I look back at the game I had in Idaho Falls. It was St. Mary's playing Boise State in Idaho Falls, and both coaches were kind of in the same boat. Like both had new pieces, both in like uh St. Mary's had had, had the uh the kid who got hurt was Je- Jefferson that they needed him to come on. They were kind of growing around each other, trying to learn early in the season. Everybody was like, I don't know. Boise State had Roddy Anderson, who Leon Leon told me, he's like, he's got a lot of talent, but he still has some learning to do. Like, it's going to take some time. And damn if it didn't. Like, because now that whole team's rolling. Uh, Max Rice has found his stride. He started out slow. Now he's found his his stride and his rhythm in conference play. Let's be honest, when you need it the most. Uh, it's a fun team. They're good. Uh, they can beat you in a lot of different ways. And, and Leon's great at setting his guys up. It's all right. It's awesome. All right. Hey, what, uh, one more thing. And Fanta hit it on the head. Uh, the Mountain West didn't have a single team un- at 500 or below heading into conference play. So you talk about yeah. you talk about how do you set yourself up for success. Uh, the their worst team in non conference was seven and six, and there were three of them at the bottom. They were all seven and six. That is huge. I don't think people understand how huge that is. To mm-hmm. me, that's a league that in their off season meetings had connection. Yes. Don't don't sell short on a league's off season meetings. Some of the yeah, there's golf. Yeah, there's cocktails. These coaches have a good time together. But at the end of the day, you get in a meeting room and you talk about how you've got to elevate. Whoever's running those Mountain West meetings, I'm, I'm going to give that person their flowers. You got the message clear to your coaches of how you need not to game the system, because in the Mountain West, unlike the, unlike another, they don't have as much. They don't have as much a selection because they're exactly. out west. Exactly, yeah. they didn't game the system. They took the system and said, "How do we make the most of it in our league?" Great job, Mountain West. Really, really great job. Hey, Gloria Navarro, she's sharp now. Yeah, she's sharp. All right, T.O., I know you got another call. Fanta, I need you for three more minutes. We have to do the vaulted bracket challenge. So, T.O., you can get on out of here. All right, Um, gentlemen, it was fun. Be good. See you, man. Fanta, I discovered what happened um, the other day when when we had had our – hold on, there we go. And we had – remember how um, we split – we both had one, like, opposite uh, pick, correct? Uh, the reason why I won is because Paul Stabi, the founder of Vaulted, who put together the Bracket Challenge scoring system, gave my pick the value of eight points and your pick the value of seven points. So it never even went to the tiebreaker. I don't know how it's done, but I finally got a win, man. I'm not complaining about it. I needed this one badly. I needed oh, it. I needed my it. Goodness. So look, you know what, Paul, Paul and I, I and Paul will be watching this at some point. So, Paul, Come you on, owe Fanta Paul. a really nice dinner. When he's in Vegas next, we're heading out. Uh, he's got Paul's got Paul's got spots. He knows the spots in Vegas. So Paul, you owe Fanta. You owe Fanta. Come on, Paul. You, owe him, you, owe him, you owe him a dinner. You're better than that, Paul. I I, <laughs> I knew something was wrong. I knew something. I knew something was wrong. All right. So we got four more picks here, and then we got a tiebreaker. Um, we are going to uh, let's knock this out as quick as possible. All right, Fanta. No. I don't. We don't need a full breakdown. But UConn at home against Seton Hall. The line that we have is minus 12 and a half. What do you got? Mm. Connecticut wins this game. Uh, they pull away and they end up winning by 15. I think Seton Hall does what they can to hang in for a while. I think that they will compete because they, they had a they had a tough performance against Creighton the other night. Uh, but I just there's too many things that UConn does and there's too much of a shot for one of those kill shots that Evan Maya tracks for mm-hmm. me to for me to not to not take Connecticut at home at Gamble Pavilion. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh UConn there as well. They just wear you down and it's like a it's like a vice grip, right? All of a sudden you feel like you're in it and you look up and you're down by 17 points. Like, how the hell did this happen? And they've had a week. They've had a week to prepare. Seton Hall had to go all the way out to Omaha. But yeah. but but Seton Hall fans, don't panic. If you beat Villanova, you're you're in the tournament. Seton That's Hall's it. got to win too. Beat Villanova, beat Georgetown. You're DePaul. dancing. It's DePaul. Yeah. Uh yeah, beat but win two of your last three. That's all you got to do. Um, all right. Kansas versus Baylor. This one is going to be in Waco. It's a pick 'em. Who's winning? 
Well, the pick'em is is curious because Kansas has not been good on the road. Three and five on the road. Yeah, they haven't been great. Baylor wins this game. Baylor was in a one possession game. Now, granted, McCuller didn't play that first game, but he probably won't play this game. I mean, it's not looking optimistic. He might play, but even if he does play, I I like Baylor and Waco too much to not take them. Give me Jacoby Walter, Ray J. Dennis, and the Bears. Yeah, give me Baylor too. That's the of all the picks that we have here. That's the easiest one uh, for me to make. Tennessee, Alabama. That is going to be in Tuscaloosa. That is going to be game day down there. I know my friends over at Innisfree are going to be going nuts during that game. We had a great time at Innisfree, fan. You would have enjoyed uh, your, your time if you went to Innisfree with us. I promise you. And time. I think they're going to enjoy their time on Saturday, too. I know that there's a lot of people who are on the Tennessee bandwagon. You know, Dalton Connect was extremely good. Tennessee gave up 84 points to Auburn. The game took on a life of its own, but Auburn's not that great offensively. All right, they're a good defensive. They're supposed to be a good defensive team. Game took on a life of its own. Guess what? Um, Mark Sears and Aaron Estrada. Estrada was coming off a triple-double performance at home in prime time in Tuscaloosa. I like Bama. Give me I'll, – I'll go against you here. Give me Tennessee. I think we're going to see – I think we're going to see a 40-point night at Adult Connect. I think that's what we're going to see. I think he's going to go for 40. I think it's going to be one of those ones where, like, you're like, wow, I don't know if Tennessee's going to be able to get back in this. And then, bam, don't connect scores like 20 in the last eight okay. minutes. Just, if, I, I, mark my words. If he goes for 40, then our then Monday we are going to debate National Player of the Year. Like, like, hmm. like we, I'll hop on with you for a 15-minute segment, just, just us talking about it after dark aside. Because if he goes for 40 – we have to have that conversation. Yes, we have to have that conversation. Yep. All right. Last one. St. Mary's minus two and a half against Gonzaga at home. This is in Moraga. Uh, St. Mary's wrapped up the WCC regular season title outright last night. And I don't really care because Aiden Mahaney and Augustus Marshallonis are going to put up a big time game in Moraga. Gonzaga's lack of perimeter shooting has doomed them in big games this year. I know that the basketball gods are likely siding with Mark Few. And I know it's a tough pick to go against Gonzaga because they've gone to the NCAA tournament 24 consecutive years. I'm taking St. Mary's at home. Give me, think- give me the Zags, baby. The Zags, if they, if they lose this game, they're they, out they, right they probably are going to end up looking up on selection Sunday and say, okay, we won at Rupp. I don't know if we have enough other than that. You win this game. I don't think it matters what happens in the WCC tournament. They're going to at minimum be in the playing game. I think you can lock in a tournament berth if they win this game. Okay. They've got, they they, they've got 21 wins. 18 of them are against quadrant three and quadrant four. So you know, this is this is, and if they make it, which which I respect, if they make it, mm-hmm. but if they just make it with with beating St. Mary's and then not winning the WCC tournament, there's some name bias to that. Mm-hmm. Eighteen wins over over quad three and quad four. Yeah, but they're absolute. It's Gonzaga. You mentioned it with Rick Pitino. At the end of the day, you know what it is, fans. I say this all the time. There is no magic formula for getting into the NCAA tournament. There are 12 people in a room making decisions to get into the NCAA tournament, but it's not going to matter because Gonzaga is going to go on the road to Moraga and they're going to win this game. I think Sean Farnham's in the building. Honestly, if St. Mary's and Gonzaga are playing and Sean Farnham is not on the call, I think I might just have to boycott the game. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the call. He gets those big time WCCC games. By the way, 22 wins for Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, I love I love I love Farnham. I love his energy. I love I how much he loves West Coast basketball. And anytime that there is a big West Coast game on ESPN and Farnham's not on it, we got a problem. Give me Sean Farnham. I love his energy. I love how much he loves WCC. Listen, Fana, this has been a blast, man. As always, if you're still here, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you enjoy the content that we put out. Um, the best way to support the show to support us is to just interact with it do something nice leave a comment leave a rating leave a review hit that like button share it with your friends john it's always good to see you man it's that time of year baby it is march i've had a i've had a pep in my step 
all day. I've been excited. I didn't look, I barely had a sip of my coffee yet. I've been fired up since the second I rolled out of bed. Uh, John, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other over the next five months, and I don't hate it. Five months. I don't hate five weeks, five weeks, five weeks. Five yeah, weeks. I was gonna five say, months, after, five months, it might be time to call. Yeah, you might you might just start ghosting me after about four of those. <laughs> right. It, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh Ron, they're 23 and six. They played a non-D1. The net's not registering one of those games. Uh they're they're 22 and six to the net. Let's clarify that as you're saying I'm 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 wrong. No. Uh it, it is the best time of year, Rob. It's what we live for. Uh, it, it's it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. And I do want to shout out Jill Bishop. Shout out Jill uh, Bishop. Wyatt's Feel better, mom. Jill. Hi, Jill. Uh, hope you're enjoying the show and enjoy this March. Uh, there's really, there's just nothing like it. It's it's magical. We can go through all the analytics in the world and that matters and we will. We'll break it all down. But there are parts of this month that no numbers could tell a story of. And uh, I can't wait to see it play out. I, I just enjoy how I, someone said Fanta is the Charles Barkley of this channel. T.O. is the Frank Martin of this channel. And Rob Doster is the Fred Durst of this channel because <laughs> of the red hat. <laughs> That's a great way to end it. DTF podcast. We'll see you guys next week.